0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Shem, Hashem will be learning Daff Lamed Gimel in Maseches Psachim. We're catching up to Lamed Gimel. where 13 lines up from the bottom of Lamed Bezon Lamed Bez, where it says, that Fraf Papa, Hader Bey. Where Papa himself, okay, had actually retracted his statement. What was the statement? To Yufta. Uh, Papa himself had a statement before, where he said, Aba Sho, remember, you might recall, that we were talking about whether Truma um, when you have to return, what's the amount? Remember, there's a pasuk in the actual Torah that says that if you eat a certain amount of truma and you're not entitled to because you're not a kohen, not only do you have to repay the kohen for the truma that you ate because it was supposed it was supposed to go to him, but you also have to pay a chomesh. However, this transgression, this and and this added knatz of the chomesh. Uh, when does it get triggered? So there was a machlokas. Does it get triggered um, when you have at least a pruta, Or does it get triggered when, which is the position of Abba Or does it trigger get triggered from a kazais We learned it from the two different words in the psukim. The pasuk that says, that mentions achilah implies a kazais The pasuk that mentions a shavapruta, um, the pasuk that says venasan, rather, when it talks about that, that it's a monetary transaction, that implies a pruta, which is the smallest monetary form. And it was Rav Papa therefore afterwards that says that really Abishol doesn't necessarily have to hold one or the other, but Abishol Tartiboy, he said, that he actually requires both conditions. And uh, he had said that in order to reconcile Abishol with Brysa, okay. But at, the, but at that point we had a Tiyufta on uh, Rav Papa. And we said that it can't be that Abishol holds both of the Kazais and the Shavafruta approach at the same time. And, we, uh, and we're now saying that Rav Papa himself retracted this view that our holds both of the Yishev and the Kazai. So this is where we pick up. The proof itself is going to take some time and we're going to learn a lot along the way. So what is this? How do we know if Papa um, himself retracted? As follows. This is with regards to uh, the concept of Me'ila, which we discussed before. Misappropriation of Hekatesh things is an Isser. And it says as follows in the B'raisa, Netanya. bishgaga. Right, These are the Psukin that refer to Me'ila. So let's say if you did Meila, you committed this transgression of Meila Bishogeg. You bring, the Pasuk says, I'll finish up the Pasuk for you because it's just saying the first two words, the Says the actual pasuk, nefesh kitim ol maal, which is meila, vechata bishlagam yikotsh hashem, bevis hashamol Hashem. So you see, that you bring a korban asham. It's one of the cases where you don't bring a korban chatah, but a korban asham. Ay Tamim, Then it describes the korban asham. Okay. So the pasuk there in Vayikra describes a person. He's doing meila bishogeg, and he brings a korban asham. Very nice. Says the Gemara, prat l-mises. So certainly, right, when it talks about meila, and it says that you have to bring a korban asham, it's excluding somebody who does meila on purpose. That individual is not going to bring a korban. At all. So only if you, right, and we're really used to this from Shabbos, right? Shabbos, um, where you bring the korban chatas when you do the beshogeg. So here you bring the korban when you do the me'ilah beshogeg. Okay? okay, and if, if you do- so so not a general rule? That any time you do a shogate, you bring a if you don't do a shogate, then you don't bring a so, so, so Barry says, isn't that always true? That if you don't do, shog- that, that when you do things b'mezid, you never bring a korban? Ah, you don't get right. the benefit. Uh, this is a question that Tostos is going to be asking. Um, over here, uh, is basically, basically, that's question, slash Tosfus' question, which is, when, when do we ever, and Tosfus explains it, uh, is more nonplussed than you, Barry, in a sense, because Tosfus says it in a of Tema, He Hanosenis. we're going to see. So you got, you got a little bit ahead of us, we're, we're going to develop it, and we'll see, maybe we can find an answer. Um, because the truth of the matter is, we're going to need a little bit more proof um, from the pasuk, and so we're going to see why the pasuk is necessary. But that's an excellent question. Typically, right? We're going to see a kavav now, and that's what Tosfos asks the question on the kavav right? In other words, we already know because we've already learned that sometimes b'meizid, in other words, the korban is a schus, the korban is a kapara, right? So if you do b'shogeg, you get your kapara, and then you're sort of even, Stephen, you're right. However, if you do b'meizid, you don't get the benefit of a korban, right? And so that's why perhaps when you do aviras b'meizid, you generally don't bring a korban. So let's see uh, how this plays out. Okay. So at this stage, however, in the Gemara, the Gemara says v'halol dinhu. Can't you make a kavachomer? Why do you need the Pasuk? They're asking from the other direction. Why do you need a Pasuk to know that you would need uh why do you need the Pasuk? Shouldn't you be able to figure out from a kavachomer that you that you don't bring a korban um for the mazid how so? As it says, ma shar mitzvah behem kares poter Similar, similar to the question of of Barry. This is basically the Gemara is asking, what in every other case, all other mitzvahs, if you're high of karis, not really the mitzvahs, right, but Averus, if you're chay of kares, then poter is amazed. We know that all those other chay Karis, you're not chay of amazing. when you do it, you don't get it with Korban when you bring it amazed. Meila Mi'ilah she'ein bak kares, e'in odin is amazed, right? So mi'ilah, which is even less than kares, wouldn't you say there certainly that you're going to be potter from Korban when you do it from amezid? So a couple of things here. First of all, you could have sort of ask the question the way Barry did. Right, you could have said, Well, we never bring a korban when we do the maze We only right when you have a kiouve karis, you only bring a korban when you do a you don't bring a korban when you do the maze For whatever reason, and we'll get circle back to this, for whatever reason the Gemara is saying it like a kava chomer, that by Isurai Karis you don't bring a korban when you do the mazid, but over here, Miila, it's not Isakaris, it's an, it's Miser Deshmain. Uh, so the other aspect of this Kavachomer is an assumption that Misa Bidei Shamayim is less, is a less severe penalty than Kares, which is actually something which in itself we're going to question. So, we have to take it step by step over here. A few moving parts. Okay. So, we move forward. In the meantime, we're saying, kind of like what Barry said, which is that in all other mitzvahs, and Averus really, Kares, you don't bring a carbon b'mezid. Here too, meila you shouldn't bring a carbon b'mezid. The only thing is, the only difference is that the Gemara is structuring it like a Kavachomer. It says the Gemara. Lo im amarta bishar mitzvah shekem lochia Misa. What the Gemara is saying here is, wait a minute. Which is worse, kares or misa bidei shemaim? Kares, you don't really get. It's not really misa, right? It's just kind of like cut off, truncated, if you will. Misa is actual misa, so maybe misa is worse. And so at this stage, the gemara is assuming that because misa is worse, then the fact that you get of misa bidei from ila, maybe you would still also get a carbon bamezid. Okay, it says the gemara domar bishgaga part So according to this stage in the gemara, that's why you need the pasuk. Simply, perhaps because of the fact. The me'ilah is more as indicated by the fact that you get actual a death penalty, albeit mideshamaim. So maybe perhaps that would indicate that you would have to bring a korban asham when you do it. Okay. So now, concerning that particular braisa, we have the following idea. There he is again, he's all over psochim. This tana, right, in the beginning, sounds like he thinks that karis, right, he wants to make a right? This right? is an internal contradiction. In the beginning, it makes it sound like Kares is more severe than Mitzvah Dei misa, And at the end, it says, So basically, what Nachman is pointing out Avin is that our Kares has an internal contradiction, whereas in the beginning, it sounds like Kares is more severe than misa Dei At the end, it sounds like misa Dei is more severe than Kares, and therefore, let's just analyze this for a minute. Which is it? Which is more hummer, Kares or misa Dei so, the Amr lays, okay. so, Rvchirba Avin, when Rvnakon Yitzchak pointed out this out to him, says the following. Okay. So, Rvchirba Avin took it in a totally different direction. He said, no, 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 this was not a discussion as to which is more Hamr. There is something missing here in the Brysa, and I'll explain to you what it meant. It says that when regards Right to all other mit, all of the other other veiros, you are not chayev. Right, certainly ones that involve achila. Right, all those chayiv You're only going to be chayev misa when you actually have a kazais. However, mi'ila is unique in another way, which is shahiba misa mi Right. In other words, right, it's it's chayev misa even when you have less than a kazais, which means that it's even more chamer. So, in other words, mi'ila is clearly unique. So we can only learn from the Pasuk that you would not bring a korban when you do a b'meizid, not, right, from a comparison to any other mitzvahs, because all other mitzvahs require a kazais, and clearly meilah's pachos sounds like with less than a kazais. Okay, the just continuing this, when Reb Nachman Yitzchak heard that, he said, responded to Rebchir Ba'avin, may you be blessed with peace of mind, because you just put my mind at ease, the Amr to which Rebchir Ba'avin said, wait, that put your mind at ease? That was a terrible shot. The rubber of when I said this shot to Rabbi of They they ate me alive. They swung an axe at this pshat and shattered it to pieces. Okay, man, shmat the amar. Okay, uh, as we arrive at Lamegimad and Lamegimad Amad Alif and Raj explains this. What he's about to say at the beginning of Lamegimad Amad Alif was the was the axe. This is the hammer. That Rabbi Rishesha threw at the pshat again. The pshat was that Avkhir Bahavin is saying that by. By other averos, you need a Kazaias and b'meila, you don't need a Kazaias. This put Rav at ease, but agitated Rav and Rabba to no end. They struck with an axe as follows: They said, "Heizid Rabbi, right?" They said that person who did meila on right on purpose, chalila. So that is the opinion of Rabbi. How do we know? Dapanya, because you learned the brisa, heizid b'meila, Rabbi, b'misa, over right? So that in itself is a machlokas. The machlokas as to what the punishment is for me'ila b'mezid is in fact a machlokis Rebbe and Chachanam. The Chachanam say you just get like Ashara Asharah that the Pesach is telling you that, you're, that it's also to do but it's not indicating misu shemaim in any way. So here continuing this refutation of the beautiful shot of Rebbe Baravin Rebbe and as follows. Okay, so it's Rebbe holds that you don't get misu shemaim. My time with the Rebbe, what was his reason? Amma Rabbi Abau gamar chet chet mitruma. He learns the halacha from truma. Ma truma Well, the word Chet appears both in me'ila and in truma. So the two are somehow connected. And they're connected, and thus they're connected to the as follows. Truma gets misa b'deshemaim. af me'ila b'misa. And misa also is going to get, is going to get, um, b'deshemaim. Did I say that Rebbe holds that he gets misa b'deshemaim? Yes. In other words, this is what Reb and, and, um, Held that it's Rebbe that holds you get misa b'deshamayim. So and Rebbe is learning it from this. Truma gets misa b'deshamayim. Truma has the word chayt in it. Meila has the word chayt in it. Therefore af meila b'misa. Meila also gets misa b'deshamayim. Umina and we further also learn that matruv be'kazayis af meila be'kazayis that meila also requires a kazayis. Okay, so this is why the pshat of achir Avin. This is where Rashi says is a hammer. This is where the pshat of achir Avin falls apart because the very right the very source Rebbe who holds that Misa's B'deshemayim happens to also hold that in order to be Chayav Misa, for Me'ila, from you need to have a Kazais. So the whole proof that Reverend Avin had, Reverend Avin had, was that Me'ila, of Misa, B'deshemayim, but you even Chayav for it, but Pachos me Kazais. But Revshashis, right, came in here. Rabban Roshashash came in and they said, What are you talking about? The Shita of Rebbe, which says that your Chayabi Misabi Deshemain against the Rabbanon, is the very Shita who learns from the very same source that your are only Chai because I so the entire thing falls apart. So the Gemara then says, Now, that how did Rav Papa defend? Again, Rav Papa is always defending ever since Brachos. So we have a Beitzek Ipsachim, we have Rav Papa. Okay. How did Rav Papa defend Rav Chayabi Avin as follows? Rav Papa tried to come save the day, and he says, How do we know? The Rebbe holds like the are Dilma keAbbasol Ah, going back to the Machlokas Rebbe and Abbasol with regards to whether the Chirv of Truma is by a Shavapruta or by a Kezai is. Don't forget, we have to hold cup right that we're having a discussion about Meila and we're saying that we're learning Meila from right from Truma and we're and there and thus we're saying that Rabba and Rabshishis, they attacked the Chirv by Abba right because they said that from the very a source of truma that's me is also the source of truma that's a kazais but Rav Papa says wait a minute this idea that truma is a kazais is in itself a machlokas it's a machlokas abba Shaol and rabbanan and abba shahol held that the machlokas is that, that the shita is that in order to be chayiv for the truma the misappropriation of the truma or rather the in order to be chayiv the chomish for truma i should say then you only you don't need a kazais you only need a shavar pruta which is a small ashir. so it could be that we're bringing back Rav Avin's pshat. we're saying Rav Avin is learning that, 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 he's learning that Truma is chayiv misa deshemaim even when it's less than a kezayis And that, in fact, would be true then of Me'ila as well. If you hold, like, Abba within Truma, you can extend that to Me'ila, and you could say, right, that Me'ila is chayiv misa deshemaim also when it's Me'ila bepachos me And by, by making that analogy, and putting the shot of Abashol within Truma, Rav Papa's saving the kebra avid So that's what Rav Papa says, that Abba shi'esh be afal gav the be But wait a minute. If that, in fact, is going to be Rav Papa's defense of Kebra avin he just blew his other shot before that said that in order to be chayiv for me'ila, uh, in order to be chayiv, you have to have, what? Both a prudita and a kazayiz. When I, I, when I said me'ila, I just meant truma again. It says, papa however, it was a papa himself who said that Abba Shaul needed both requirements in order to be chayiv the chomish, right, for the eating of truma. As follows, that, right, that's what we said before. So again, circling it back, the very fact the Rapapa can defend Rukhir Bar Avin's pshat by saying that Abashal holds that you're Chayiv for, right, for, to, to bring the Chomish in a Shavapruta, which is less than a Kazayis. That would only make sense if Rapapa retracted his statement that Abba requires you to have both a Kazayis and a Shavapruta. It must mean that Rapapa now holds, uh, I guess we presume that this conversation with Rapa defending Rukhir Bar Avin took place after. His analysis of Abishol, and therefore the final analysis of Abishol, according to our Papa, is the way it looks on paper, which is that the Chachavim hold, that in order to be chay of the Chomish for Shruma, you need to have a Kezayis, and Abishol simply holds that it needs to only be a Shaver Puta. Wow, what a journey. Okay, so now we're ten lines down, give them an okay. and we're going to have a discussion, right, because we already mentioned this, this uh, conversation of Nachman Be'Yitzchak with Avin, right, we're going to now have two more solutions to Nachaman Be'Yitzchak's question. Whew, do we remember what it was still? What the expression was? Let me remind you. Which is more severe, Karis or Misa Bidei so, um So I, I was thinking to Birnbaum, I said, "It's obvious which is more severe." He said, "Which which one is it obvious?" And then I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one was obvious. So I guess it's not that obvious. Okay, so Karis versus Misa Bidei Which is the more chamer? See, because Karis is, is for is chalila for the transgressor and the, their offspring, and the fact is that Misah however, is more definitive, but it's only for the transgressor. These are the kind of. Life sentence without parole. Your life sentence without parole, okay. Jail me de Shemaim, interesting. Marbury de Rabbana Amar. So, let's see. Two more answers to, to this idea of Nachmari Yitzchak, of which is more, which is more. de Rabbana Amar. Mar, the son of Rabbana, said, hachi kamar. This is what the Bryce was actually trying to say, right? This is, again, the idea of whether we can learn meila from anything else. So it's really more the, the conversation of why do we need the Pasuk? to teach you, right? Why do we need the Pasuk to teach you that meila is different? Says the Gemara, Lo im amrit bishar mitzvah sabahin ki miskaven. Okay, this is what we're basically bringing up here is why is meila distinct? Again, if meila can be compared to other mitzvahs, so then it should just have the same thing, bringing it back to Barry's point. It should just have the same... Um, same, the same as other mitzvahs, all other mitzvahs. When you do it the mezid, you don't have to bring a, a korban. So meila, if we prove that it's totally distinct, then we're going to say we're not going to know exactly what the halacha is when you do the mezid, and we're going to need a pasuk. But if it's going to be similar to other mitzvahs, then we could just learn from other mitzvahs. So here's another difference between meila and other mitzvahs. Other mitzvahs, shalos abein be means that other mitzvahs in regard regarding to specifically, let's say Shabbos. Shabbos, you you have to right. We say when we learn sechah you're right? Because as Rashi explains. So when you it means that a dovish skaven as we said, it's going to be a different halacha. Says the case in over here in the gemara. Right, so um, Barry is sitting in his dining room. He has a beautiful orchard outside and he's having his Waldorf salad with the apples in it and he's using a fork and knife because he is a gentleman after all and he's eating it in an elegant fashion and he's cutting it and he thinks that the apples have been plucked from the tree but lo and behold it's really from the orchard outside the apple is literally sitting in his bowl but it's still connected outside so he had inadvertently cut something. Right? He meant to cut something that was already detached from the ground. He had intention to cut something. He was trying to cut off, let's say, the stem of the apple in his Waldorf salad, but he didn't realize that that stem of the apple was still connected to the tree outside. So that is an aver of Tullush, right? You're not allowed to pluck apples off the tree. And therefore, in that case, it was completely inadvertent, right? The action of cutting was intentional, but certainly the action of cutting an apple off the tree was not his intention at all. And of course, as a consequence, he's going to be exempt. He's not going to have to bring even a Korban Chatas. Okay, so that is totally inadvertent. However, So you say, how about chulen? Uh, how about milah? Um, are you going to say the same thing? You're going to say the case. Well, what would be a comparable case? So let's say you wanted to warm yourself with a coat, and you thought that that coat belonged uh, to you, that you bought it at Nordstrom's. But instead, you ended up warming yourself with something that was uh, made out of a carbon ola that was supposed to go to the base of Mikdash. So that would be certainly meila, regardless of your intent. You thought you were putting on a regular fur coat, but you're putting on a coat that was misappropriated. So it's the same thing, right? Barry is similar. Well, in this case, we're not going to say Barry because. But the bottom line is, the individual who does something b'shogeg completely on Shabbos is potter even from a korban achatas, But with regards to meila, we don't say that. With regards to meila, you even if you don't have intent. It sounds like meila is more chamer in the sense that your intent does not matter. Only your misappropriation matters, right? Because after all, it's sort of like the desecration of that Korban, Ola, right? Of that thing which was appropriated for the base Mikdash took place regardless of your intention. So we see here another reason why Me'ila is different because it's totally us or even Beshobig. A truly uh, important concept by Me'ila. So, if that's the case, then again, we would see that Me'ila is different than other mitzvahs. So, maybe that in itself answers Barry's question. Barry's like, When do we ever see that you bring a korban b'mezid? So, the answer embedded here is simply, Me'ila is a totally different animal. When do you ever see that you're chayyid for something when you have no intention to do it whatsoever? So, Me'ila is just a different animal. So, once you say that Me'ila is a different animal, anything could be true. And once you say anything could be true, so you might even bring a korban b'mezid. These are the answers that we're saying now after of B'mezid. Okay? And now, in the final answer, Nachman B'Yitzchak is giving an answer on himself. It's very similar to the answer we just said, but uh, with a twist. And even bigger chiddush says and before we said before we Miskaving. now we're saying miss and the rebbe, rebbe Safar used to say you don't have a uh to do the myself you don't even have to do the paula which is to say barry has or whoever it is has the waldorf salad they don't even intend to cut the apple they're not even intending to do a cutting action at all and yet for meila you'd be high amazing as follows she says the the All you try to do is pick up an apple. You think it's totally already off the tree. So you had no intention of cutting as opposed to lachtoh, right? You're just literally picking up an apple. Uh, completely no 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 um, no intention for the avera, and not even intention for the action that would bring about the avera, certainly you're gonna be pater. That's called misasek. Okay. Obviously there's even here. Uh, if you you know when you look in the far you can go very deep here as to what a Dovershading Miscaven is. Is this the usual Dovershading Miscaven that we talked about? MSF Shabbos. This sounds like it's right, this sounds like it's a very very much an inadvertent thing such that you're not even which you normally are for shogeg, and how deep and how um, how deep do you extend the definition of misasik versus dovershadowing miscaven? Right, this this you could spend months on, but for our purposes we're gonna say that the dovershadow miscaven again is when you had no intention for what we call the Misa In other words, you had intention to cut, but certainly not to cut off an apple of a tree on Shabbos, uh, being defined as something that also has the alachic implication embedded in it as opposed to when you're trying to just pick up an apple you didn't even have a, a an intention for the paula the actual physical act of cutting you didn't even have an intention and certainly that would be even more removed and certainly you'd think that there you'd be certainly putter for Shabbos where you need malachas machshavah but not only that even there, it turns out that you're high from me'ilah. Wow. So even for Isasik, you didn't even intend, let's say, to put on a coat or whatever the right the analogy would be. In some way, you find yourself wearing a coat and being warmed by uh, by a fur coat that was supposed to be a carbon ola. So we, even with zero intention whatsoever, you're high of me'ilah. As the Gemara continues to say, tomer be'ilah shim hoshit yadu l'chli, little chefetz. Right? This is the example of the Gemara gifts that you right reach your hand into a vessel. You're trying to get the keys to the Acura. Right? Instead, turns out, that's not where you kept the keys. That's where you kept the oil that was supposed to go to the base of Mikdash. Right? It's 5.15 in the morning, or in Andrew's case, he comes here at 2.30 in the morning. So it's 2.30 in the morning, Andrew's disoriented, he sticks his hand into the the, uh, vessel where he usually keeps his keys, and instead, turns out that's where he keeps his oil, wouldn't you know? That would be, uh, we should only be zochit to have the oil at the base of Mikdash uh, restored when we are, we're going to be careful, because if if you did that, one would be high for me'ila, because sure enough, you've oiled up your hands, and you've gotten the benefit of the moisturizer, that is going to what? Incur a chay of me'ila. Amazing. Even without any intention whatsoever. And so me'ila, we see, is certainly singularly unique, and therefore, who's to say whether you're high for a carbon, uh when you do it Amazing. So 14 lines up, um, from the bottom, that's the end of that discussion. And in that discussion, we learned a lot about Meila. And now we know why Meila would require a Pasuk specifically to teach you that you do not, right? You need a Pasuk to teach you that you do not get a uh, Korban, even when you do it. Ben-a-zin. Now, yesterday we had a throw-in comment, as we, that's what we called it, that was a little off topic. And we're going to come back and we're going to analyze it further. What was the topic? The topic was, can you take off truma on the, something which is chametz on Pesach? In other words, right? You're taking off truma, and you're supposed to give it to the coin. Right, the whole concept of truma is you have your produce, you take a portion of your produce, be it a 40th to 60th, whatever it is, and you're going to give your truma to the kohen. And, and we see it's a sort of like a financial obligation that you have to the kohen, because if you eat it yourself, you're going to be chayev as if you were stealing it from him. However, the question is, can you even take off truma from something which is chametz on Pesach? What we said yesterday was the truma had to have been taken off either before Pesach or, in a more unique case, you took the truma off when it was not yet chametz on Pesach itself and then after you took the truma off, it leavened and became chametz. But you cannot take truma off on chametz. Why not? So the Gemara is now going to tell us the source for that. So it says Amar we're just going to re ourselves, to re-orient ourselves. But ourselves. B'medvara b'murim b'mafrish truma v'chametzah. That you had to be mafresh truma. We're going to say this is actually taking place on Pesach. It had to have been not yet right chametz, and then after you were mafresh truma, it became chametz. Aval hifresh chametz truma, right? But to be mafresh truma in a chametz state, never a kadosh kadosha. Everybody agrees that you cannot do so. You cannot take off truma for something which is already chametz. Where do we learn this? Says the Gemara. mili? What's the source? Amar v'nachem be yitzchak, son of a gun. There he is again. Amar v'nachem be yitzchak. Amar Kra, The pasuk says titen lo. Right. The pasuk which talks about truma says that you should give it to him. You should give it to the kohen. Okay. Titen lo, you should give it to him in a what? Usable state. Velola Uro. You're not supposed to be giving it to the coin's garbage can or to the Kohen's, or the coin's bonfire as it were. It's but in the, in other, this is another way of saying it's supposed to be of value to him. Right? You show up on Pesach uh with your Twinkie Truma. He's gonna say, Thanks for nothing. What am I gonna do with this? Right? He can't have Chomets on Pesach. And so titan Lo means at the time that you are Mafrish, it has to be of value to the coin. And chamez on Pesach is of no value to the coin. That is the source that you can't be mafrish chamez truma on Pesach. However, the Gemara challenges this. Masapirkun Braidar of Yeshua. Tahora. Okay. Let's follow this Mishnah from Trumos, which says, when you when you when you separate out Truma. okay, so you're not allowed to separate, right? You can't say, okay, I have a pile. One pile is tahor, one pile is tomate. I'm gonna to be a wise guy. I'm gonna take the truma off of my tumate truma, right, out of my tomate produce. Uh, that's certainly less valuable than tar produce, right? Because the could can eat the tar produce. But it says over there in Truma, right, in the Mishnayas. In in truma that you cannot separate the Truma from your Tamei pile, however, Vim Tarm Truma. However, if you did separate it out inadvertently, so Bedi ebed, that would count as Truma. And the rest of your Torah pile would be right so to speak, right? It would it would actually be valid as taking off Truma. It wouldn't be tal anymore. And asks and so according to lema Uro. Right. If you have this idea of Nachma Yitzchak that the truma has to have value to the coin, then why are we saying the this tummy truma would suffice, would work as truma? It shouldn't even be good b'di'eved because after all, the, what's the coin going to do with the tummy truma? The answers lokasha That's not so difficult because the pasuk says that you're supposed to be separating something that has value to the coin, It's not very specific about when it's supposed to have value. This Tame Truma had a moment where it was not Tame, and therefore it had value at some point, and so the Pasuk isn't specific as to when it's supposed to have value, so maybe with regards to Tuma Tumeyah, that would be okay because at some point it did have value. However, certainly the Chamehs never had value. What does that mean that the Chamehs never had value? The produce never had a moment of, of value. So it says like this. That's what Mars going to ask now. So... Well, this, is, uh, this is the question of ben Rabbi Yeshua, as follows. What are you saying? How are you saying that this Chomet's true I never had any value? You could go to Achmetz bin Machubar. The only way that that would make sense is if you said that it became Chometz while it was still attached to the ground. This gets into Matzah Shemura. When do you start, right? Uh, when do you start watching this Matzah? Shemura Matzah. When do you start watching it? You start watching it, right? We have these Chaburos, right? The uh, Minha Gagra. Ooh, it's recalling now. Um, I think, I can't remember if this is Ari Libowitz or Sham Rosner, both tremendous stuff, giants. They were pointing out that the Chayy Adam quotes the Gra, and a lot of the Gra, we only learn from the Chayy Adam. Anyway, be that as it may, these Chaburas of watching to make sure that no moisture gets even on your wheat, right? At what point? Before Shash Ketira, right? It gets further and further. It's not Meikir Adin, but that, certainly you can see why they would point it out here, because we're saying that what? Ahmitz bin That's kind of crazy, that's kind of amazing, right? It's something that the wheat can become Chametz while it's still patched to the ground. That is very, right? You would not necessarily have known that. Anyway. Well, in other words, why do we need to say that the wheat can become chametz even when it's still attached to the ground? Because if you say that it can only become chametz once it's detached, then it too has a moment where it was usable. That tava has a moment when, when it was usable. So, right. So that's what. So that was the uh, the question on that. So to which Nachum uh, Yitzchok responds, lay, love, yes, in that is in fact the case I'm talking about. I'm talking about the case where the chametz did become right, did become chametz while it was attached to the ground. So in other words, this whole conversation, right, of titan and love, lola oro, this whole idea of mafresh, truma, that, con- that whole discussion was only in a case where the wheat became while it was still attached to the ground when you say that that's when you can't be mafresh, truma for the kohen right um on pesach because it's already because it didn't have a shasa kosher but if it had it had a shasa kosher then it would be okay but was so incredibly fond of this shot was so enamored by his own shot over here that he said the following Amalei, Yitzhak, of Huna, uh, In that's exactly what the price is referring to and this is, he was so inspired, he was so inspired by this pshat that he quoted the Pasuk of Daniel that says, uh, the to quote of the article, the matter has been decided in my favor by the decree of angels and the ruling by the word of the holy ones, which is a way of saying, I love this pshat. And not only that, but everyone based on held this pshat. This is the best pshat in the world. Uh, this was not convincing to Ravuna, the son of uh, Ben Rabbi Shua. <laughs> Ravuna, however, Kyasar Ravuna, brother to right? When when he and, and the Gemara and the, uh, some some version take out this this um this these words just to say where did he go? But the point is what? Oh, the Neil Nevuchadnezzar. The we're talking about a star, but Davis is coming up. Yes, we're gonna say we're gonna say calendrical coincidence. Isn't amazing how, how often this comes up? Incredible. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Hashem wanted us to learn this cycle. It seems okay. So as we turn to Lamed Gimel on the which is, at, at the auspicious time of 613, which in itself is not a coincidence, but like a timing coincidence, Amar, so this is what he said, so the following, Ravuna Breda said the following, Amar Korah okay, hold on. When you talk about Truma, you say Reishis, right? The first of your grain. Now, what does that mean? That means that you're supposed to be separating out from Truma, a certain part of your grain that can then be considered distinct from the rest of your grain, right? It's, it's, it's special in some way, and you're separating it out, which means that everything was on even ground, and then it was separated out. Says, right, so how do you explain this? As follows: Shei Arayni Right. The only way, the only way that Truma works, R' Avraham says, is if the rest of the Truma can be distinguishable as being valid for a regular Yisrael. Okay. Which is to say, if you separate out Truma and the remaining is not even fit for Yisrael, so then that is not going to be right. Fulfill the requirement of Truma, as the Gemara says, Yotsda to exclude this idea where the whole produce is chametz on Pesach and you can't use it. Shei Arayni Right? In other words, the rest of it is also, it's not Nikkarin. Right? This shvara, by the way, it totally disregards the Shasa kosher. Right? In other words, if loved his Shasa kosher vart, Rebunabar Yitzchuk says a much different vart. He means it has to be distinguishable, using this pasuk of Rishish to say, it has to be distinguishable as being usher versus that which is mutter to yisrael. Well, if chametz is not mutter to yisrael, then it's not distinguishable. And therefore, that's the reason why you can't be mafresh, truma from chametz on Pesach. Ah. Okay. Fine. That is the end of that discussion. We're going to go back to Mulberry Street. Yesterday, Geronowitz pointed out that the berries that we decided were berries, uh, were mulberries, according to the art scroll. So we're going to go back to that discussion, and we're going to re- as follows. This is the second section of that brisah. Uh. Yosef of Acha bar. Okay, but we just finished that that discussion with regards to truma. Two different pshat. One was shas kosher, and the other one was rishis. And again, uh, Ravuna I'm sure, I like that rishis trap better. Okay. Yosef of Acha bar Rabba commander of Chista. Okay. Acha bar was sitting front of Chista. Yosef Amar Mishmeder of Yochanan. He quoted the great giant from Eretz Yisrael of Yochanan the following halacha: Anavim shnitmeu. Okay, you have grapes, they became Tomei. Amazing, amazing. What can you do? You could still, despite the grapes being Tomei, you could somehow still make wine out of it and use that said wine for the Nesachim of the base. How so? You can't use Tomei wine in the base of Miklas. No, it's because you're taking the juice, Pachos, Pachos, Mikibetsa. You're taking the juice, each individual grape, Right is less than a kabeza, which means that in each individual grape, you're not going to be chayev because in each one, it's it can't generate tuma because you need at least a kavetsa to generate tuma. So what you're doing is by doing it piecemeal, one grape at a time, you're actually extracting yain that's not tame because it doesn't have the requisite shear to become tame. However, this only works, okay, if you hold that the when the grape becomes tame, that the yain is distinct from the actual the juice is distinct from the actual grape. Like if you said, let's say that the grape was this tame sack. But the contents were not tummy, so that's the only way that this works. That's what the Gemara says. The only way this works is if you hold that the juices inside said grapes are like juice inside a sack, a container, that do not, right, that do not take on the tuma of that container. When does the juice of grapes therefore ever become tameh. It only becomes tameh by association and touching the grape as it gets squeezed out. But But at that point, that would only be doing, true if you're doing this mass squeezing. But if you're doing it one grape at a time, then you don't have enough of a shear to contract tuma. And in fact, the liquid, which is the wine, can be tar even when you're using tummy grapes. Amazing. Gemara therefore says, though. However, Why is it saying right? Why is it saying A itself would also be good. Why? That's none. Because we learned in Mishnah Tahoris. Let's say a person was very, very Tameh. He, he had a, he had a, he was an from Tameh Maze. And he's squeezing grapes. to Wow. He could squeeze a Kabetza Mechuvenes, means a precise Kabetza, not less than a Kabetza, but an actual full, precise Kabeza, He could actually squeeze it out. Because again, in order to generate Tumah, you need to have at least a kibeza um, in order to become Tameh. So the question is, why is Rabbi Yochanan saying that it has to be less than a Kabetza? It could even be an actual Kabetza. Says, Gemara, the the, Right? This is how we say the This is we see like the exact way that you're supposed to say that. The i'avad. Iavad means that you it was already done. So one is Bidi one is the Why would you not want to allow the squeezing of a full because the, a kibezah says the Gammar Dilma yose, Because once you you know right, uh Yifra, once you're gonna allow a full kabeza, so then you're going to possibly even go overboard and squeeze out more than kabeza, you'd ruin the whole thing by making the whole thing Tame. Okay. Now Ravchishta is disagreeing with this whole concept 11 lines down on given and days. I'm a little bit of Ravchishta. Who's going to listen to you and your great teacher of regarding this? What are you talking about? Tommy grapes make Tahar wine? Have you gone mad? The, the grapes are actually encasing the, the grape juice. Where is the grape juice coming from? from Tommy grapes. And you're going to say that the grape juice is Tahar? How? So the Gemara is interjecting here. The reason why Ravchishta is so nonplussed. Because he simply looks at the physical reality differently. He sees whatever juice is in the grapes is part of the grapes, right? that's swallowed in the grapes. And therefore, he doesn't see a grape as just this sack that contains liquid that has nothing to do with it, but he sees it as all one holistic thing. And if you view it that way, then certainly if the grapes are tamay, then the inside moisture, so to speak, the inside juice is tamay as well. That's why Rav was so adamant about this. Okay, however, Rav Acha Bar Avia thought that this was not necessarily true you don't hold that liquids are considered to be a suspended independent part, portion within the grapes non. and we already learned in the mishnah that we just quoted before that's me right the, the, the Mishnah itself has said right with regards to the that we just quoted now that even if you have a kabeza that and it's squeezed by somebody who's tummy mace that those juices are going to be tar so how how would you explain it if not for the fact that it's Mifkat Pocket, right? As the Gemara says, If you hold that the liquids are distinct contents, so then that makes sense, that Mishnah. Why would they be tar if you see the physical reality as you do that they're considered part of the grapes? So that Rakhisa has an answer for as follows. Now, the reason why those grapes in that Mishnah, the squeezing them, are going that juice is going to be kosher is because what? The fruit itself, right? Even though it, it's tame. His touch isn't going to contaminate further—not the fruit or the juice. Simply, you're talking about a case where the grapes were not As we know, in order for a solid to be able to become tame, it has to be mushar lekabel tumah by a liquid. So la'emes When did the grapes become susceptible? Because obviously, ultimately, they were considered tamay. Ah, they became susceptible to tuma when he squeezed them. And lehu As soon as he squeezed them, right, they became less than the kibetza. So even though now they're mushar lekabel they can't actually themselves become tameh. Okay. So therefore. Fine, so, the, so even though it's 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 a single entity, right? That's how the juice can become. Tell me with the fruit, but right, when you squeeze it, but less kashir, it's not. The Rechisa says because if you are not going to give this shot that the great that the liquid is absorbed within the, within the grapes, ha tanya ha lemaze domem then you're going to have a problem with the following b'raisa. The b'raisa says, what is this case of Chometz? And you bring it back to Chometz and truma. So what case is it uh, similar to? trumas tutin van novim shenitna. Back to the mulberries, right? Because when we talked about the mulberries, we said, You might recall that we said that the reason why there was a gazera with regards to the mulberries, that you're not allowed to use it, right, to, to eat it. And you're also not even allowed to use it. Unlike, let's say, Chometz, that's made out of something else that's flammable, right? The, the, uh, these mulberries, we're not even going to let you use as flame. Why? Because they don't burn, right? And because they don't burn, we're afraid that you're going to use it, and, and the coin is going to, is going to consume, uh, tome grapes, uh, tome malt berries. So you say, <laughs> but according to you, the coin should be allowed to eat it. Why the dark, blue, puckles, mouth, buckles, make Incredible. If you had this trick that you could do, where you do it piecemeal and you do one at a time and you avoid tumma altogether, so then why can't you bring the mulberries to the coin? Why can't you bring the coin berries? Again, we said you can't use it for a and you can't use it even for firewood. Well, he can use it not only for firewood, he can even let's say even you can't use it for firewood. We could use it for a Just use the trick. Use the kabaiza kabeza trick and you and you'll avoid tuma altogether yeah okay yeah maybe he could theoretically do that and maybe you're even right but you know what when you get these beautiful berries juicy berries maybe he's just going to fall apart and not do it properly and end up eating it so, are we really concerned that he's going to do that we say that when you have bread and shaman that's tummy that we're not afraid to give that to the coin and the coin can in fact use it for firewood to which robert responds when you have contaminated tummy bread and wine uh, rather bread and oil you put that in a disgusting little warehouse and that's good enough Enough. But in contrast, right, these grapes are never these berries are never repulsive. You don't have a place to put repulsive grapes, they're always juicy and delicious. And therefore we're concerned if we give it to the coin, even though theoretically he could squeeze a piecemeal and avoid Tumma, he's going to not be used. he's gonna have no place to put it. Um and and therefore because he's gonna have no place to put it to avoid it, he might turn it into smoothie and transgress. And so we stop here, seven lines up from the bottom of Lum the Bays.